It's now time for Altamont Indians basketball on 100.5 and 105.5 Jack FM. Hey, pleasant good evening to everyone out there and welcome in to the beginning of the postseason. Welcome in to the original March Madness. If you go to a game this next cup coming in a couple of weeks, you'll probably be hearing a lot of that with the PA announcers saying that, but it is uh, the start of the postseason. This is technically the Nokomis Regional, and we're starting off here in Altamont as the higher seeds host opening around a contest. And it's a nice contest between the number one overall seed, Altamont Indians. They come in at 25-4 and four on the season, and they're squaring off against the 16th seed of Mulberry Grove, the Aces. And they come in at 3-21 and a 21 overall on the season. Welcome into the broadcast position. My name is Travis Sparks alongside Dominic Daters. We'll be here calling all the action tonight here on the voice of Altamont Indian Athletics, 100.5, 105.5, Jack FM, also streaming online at fmradio.com and on the FEM Radio app as well. As uh, Altamont comes in uh, to this one on a Thursday, uh, finishing off the regular season with a 62-42 win over Windsor's two straws, as it was a back-and-forth game early on. There were seven lead changes, two ties in the opening quarter, and Windsor's two straws had the two-point lead after one quarter. Uh, but then uh, Mason Robinson made a, a layup in the second quarter to give Altamont an 18-16 lead, and the Indians would never look back after that as they were in uh, full control there as they went on a little 7-0 run to extend that. It was like 25-16 to 16 lead, and uh, that really got it going. And also Jared Hammer had an exclamation point to end the uh, third quarter. He made a three out of the buzzer, and Altamont finishes off the regular season uh, there with the win on Thursday. There in Stewart's of Strasburg, and also finishes off a, a perfect 8 and 0 in the National Trail Conference regular season, and the first, that's the first time that that's happened here at Altamont since 1980. So uh, it was an historic win uh, on a Thursday, capping off a, a wonderful regular season. Uh, but you know now 25 and four, those records are basically zero and zero because this is the start of the postseason here, and it's win and you advance. You lose, you go home, and uh, that's how it is from all on out here across the state of Illinois. Games uh, regional of the four boys starting this afternoon and uh, tonight. So uh, Altamont is uh, coming off a great regular season and a great win to uh, close out that regular season with a nice win over Wednesday's two straws on Thursday. Yeah, it was a nice win for, for Altamont over Wednesday's two straws on, on Thursday. Just a nice way to uh, to finish, finish off the season, they uh, you know they had two they had two wins, two wins already this week. So hopefully you start off the postseason right and uh, get get you a third victory of the week uh, after that uh, tough loss to uh, Tuscola. Um, but uh, you know they'll worry about them down the road if they, they could possibly meet, meet them again. But uh, we'll worry about Mulberry Grove Aces Aces here tonight. As uh, like I said, there's four to Three and twenty-one record. I don't know a whole lot about the Mulberry Grove Aces, but just looking at their thing that struck me was they got five freshmen on the varsity squad, so uh, not a lot of other. Uh, they got one senior, excuse me, two seniors, junior, two sophomores, and the rest are freshmen. So I guess not a lot, of, not a lot of experience, I guess, but a lot of youth. So that could uh, that could definitely help them out, help them out a few years years down the road with all this uh, varsity experience, but uh, we'll see what the, we'll see what they bring here tonight against the uh, Alamont squad that I know they're they're 
hungry to, you know, win, win tonight. And we you know, definitely make it as, as far as they can. I know they had a little bit of a letdown last year against the uh, South Central Regional Championship, the Aiden Dodson and Company. So uh, they won't see South Central unless they beat them in the uh, Alamont sectional uh, down the road. So, uh, but anyway, they got to worry about getting through the, the Comus Regional first and uh, getting through Mulberry Grove. And uh, I just mentioned the Comus and Travis, to be honest, the, the Comus is a team that in in this regional, is, they're, they're the one that scares scares me the most. They're, yeah. they're, they're definitely the one that scares me the most. And I know Alamont beat them, beat them once already this year. It was at their place. They only won by four, but they did win. They didn't. They didn't lead until basically the last 90 seconds of the game. But, you know, uh, a win's a win, but uh, they're they're the team that they're the team that uh, scares me the most in this in this regional. So uh, anyway, they got to get through this game tonight and get through a game Wednesday night before we got to worry about that. So uh, we'll see how they do here tonight against uh, Mulberry Grove. Yeah, and that's definitely one of the things that is the motivational factor for this time around in this postseason. The Altamont Indians are. Anticipating it to a not for a short stay, they're looking for they're in it for the long haul. And I always bring it up, but uh, when the Mason Robinson side with uh, Kaskaskia for a baseball uh, this uh, right before the basketball season got underway, asked them uh, about uh, what the season goal was, and uh, uh, the guys wanted to go as far as Altamont has ever gotten. So uh, that is the goal for the Altamont Indians, and uh, it starts here with game number one uh, tonight. And a Mulberry Grove, they just had a game last night, and they had an overtime game at that, finishing up the regular season on Friday night. They lost to Ramsey 72-63. to Ramsey had a 6-2 lead after the first quarter, but Mulberry Grove got back in it and only trailed by three at halftime, and they ended up tying it up at 56 in, regu- in regulation. Uh, but then it was all Ramsey in the extra session. They outscored them 16-7 to uh, there. Most of those came from the uh, free throw line there. So uh, we'll see if there's some tired legs. Uh, going on, and I know that's one of the problems that with the IHSA switching to the regional schedule the way that they have last season is uh, you have that scenario happen. It was a game last night, and it was an overtime game out of that. And I know that we talked at the end of the game on Thursday with Coach Niebuhr and trying to make this game as normal as possible with a regular start time of 7 o'clock. And we already know who the uh, uh, teams, the winner will be uh, to take on uh, in that Nokomis Regional on a Wednesday, and that is Carlisle as they were victorious 62-30 to over Indenburg there. I mentioned on Thursday, but uh, Altamont's already got a victory over Carlisle 53-35 to if that would be the rematch. So uh, I see both teams going for the National Anthem, so we'll step away from the National Anthem as well. We'll be back for the starting lineup and the tip-off of this one of uh, the Boys Basketball Regionals and uh, the uh, National Anthem brought to you by Seeing the Insurance Agency. You're listening to Altamont's Basketball on Jack FM.
You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the Universal Life Policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for Universal Life Insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. This is Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in here to Altamont Community High School. We're about ready to start off this one and start off the postseason at Mulberry Grove against Altamont. So let's take a look at the Mulberry Grove starting five that they're going to be trotting out there. They'll start off number 12, Logan Bauer. He's a sophomore. And he stands at 5'10". We also have uh, number uh, 23, Ardron Epperson. And he's one of the uh, lone seniors, one of the two seniors. He's a 6'2 senior. We also have number 32, uh, Carter Scroggins. He's a uh, junior, and he stands at 6'1". And it's also a Jackson Eisenogle. And he's a uh, freshman, and he stands at uh, 6 foot. So, again, it's uh, Logan Bauer, Epperson, uh, Carter Scroggins, uh, and I missed Landon Skug. That was the other uh, starting five there. And also Jackson Eisenogle there, the starting five of four uh, Mulberry Grove. And let's look at the starting five of four Altamont as uh, they'll try it out there. Number two, uh, Jared Hamer. He's a 5'11 senior. Number 21, uh, Dylan Elam is a 6'3 uh, junior. Number 22, Avery Arhouse is a 6'1 senior. Number 23, uh, Mason Robinson is a 6'3 senior. And number 50, Eric Coleman, is a 6'5 senior. Again, it's Hammer, Elam, Yarhouse, Robinson, and a Coleman. The starting five tonight for the Altamont Indians. As I do see that Logan Cornett is dressed tonight as he was uh, set out the game on a Thursday with a high ankle sprain there. So we'll see if he gets in at all. Or, but it is a good sign that he at least is dressed uh, here this evening. So... Again, the Mulberry Grove, uh, they're a very young team, only two seniors on the entire roster, and only uh, not a very deep bench either as they only have nine players uh, down there on the floor. So uh, we'll see uh, what happens here in a couple minutes and the tip-off of this one between one versus 16. Mulberry Grove, they're the aces, Dane, and they kind of remind me of uh, Newton a little bit with the uniforms, with the blue uniforms and orange numbers and white trim, the home, the uh, way squad tonight here to start off this postseason game and Altamont of course in their home white uniforms with black numbers and orange trim there so uh, Altamont cheerleaders uh, will finish their routine on the floor and we're about ready to uh, get this one underway here in this uh, postseason play Nokomis Regional again the winner advances to a Wednesday's contest and it's the first game of the night as they're playing both games uh, there on it, that one, and uh, Nicomas is on that other side, and they'll be taking on Ramsey and uh, Santa Ana Brownstown of Patoka. We'll find out of the uh, winner of that one a little bit later on. And Altamont wins the tip, and they immediately go strong to the hole, and that's Elam, who immediately gets off to a, a quick start, and he's going to be fouled. So Dylan Elam, about three seconds in, it went tip into the hands of Elam, and Elam is fouled, so he'll be at the free throw line shooting free throws here. Wow. I wonder if we would have scored that. That would have been the fastest point. Maybe. That was super quick. He missed the first free throw. And 
He'll get another one, though, as uh, there was a uh, missed number on the uh, fouls on the uh, scoreboard there as uh, they fouled, uh, put a 21 on the uh, scoreboard, but uh, no 21 exists for Marbury Grove, so they have to go over to the desk, and now they change it there to Isenoggle. His first key sports. Yeah, look at that. Like 21. I know there's 21 for Alvin Watt shooting free throw, but I'm waiting for Marbury Grove with that number. It looks like some new people doing some new things over there at the uh, desk over there on the scorer's table, and Dylan Elam made the free throw, and that's the first point of Prowsman. And uh, difficulty trying to get it in, and uh, there's an immediately turnover by Mulberry Grove. They're trying to get in the hands of Logan Bauer, but instead it was a turnover. So first turnover of the game for the Aces, and it's going to give Altamont the ball back. As Hammer will inbound underneath the basket, they get in two yard outs. Yard outs a little head fake, gets it back to Hammer. He's open for three in the corner, no good, and it's going to be rebounded there by Doggins. As it's one nothing here in the early going, 0-4 Altamont. As that's Epperson, he throws up a shot, left it short, and it's rebounded by Hammer. Out outlet pass to Yarhouse, lays up and in a favorite Yarhouse first made field goal for the Indians, and it's three to nothing. Nice play up there by Yarhouse. Isenaga will bring it across the timeline. He's picked up by Yarhouse. Now they get over to Epperson. Epperson here on to the right side looking to do something against uh, Elam. Now they get over there to Logan Bauer. Now as there was a running baseline, the Scrug got it over to Isenoggle. He gets the screen in there, and Isenoggle gets it back to the screener. Scrug shot for a three is no good, and it's rebounded by Hammer again. Quickly up to Yarhouse. Yarhouse will ahead. Day goes and kicks it back out to Elam for three. Bounces off the rim over the backboard, but Robinson gets the rebound back, and it was knocked out there by Scoggin. So stay right here with Altamont. Fortunate that didn't get called a stoppage as it hit the top of the backboard. Uh, we play on. Hammer gets it in quickly to Elam. Elam now swings it over to Yarhouse. Now they find Hammer. Here in the left corner. And now Yarhouse got it back to Hammer. Gives it back to Yarhouse. Looking to do something with it. Gives it back to Hammer. Finds Yarhouse open for three in the corner. Yeah. Three-pointer for Avery Yarhouse. He's got five quick points. It's six to nothing. Nice shot there. Again by Avery Yarhouse. Epperson with the basketball. He dribbles through traffic. Puts up the layup. No good. But he is going to go to the free throw line. as He's going to be shooting two here as he was fouled on the layup. So that was going to go on number 50, Eric Coleman, his first team first. He's in foul trouble the other night against the Windsor's two straws, and Hannah Earhart came in and filled in nicely, and uh, Epperson missed the free throw, but he'll get another one. Six to nothing so far for the Indians, 6.23 to go here in the opening quarter to start off regional play. And Epperson at the line for his second shot is good, so... First points for Mulberry Grove is a free throw by Epperson, and it's 6-1. to one. Hammer gets it across the timeline. The cross-court pass is stolen and picked off by Epperson. They were trying to hit Yarhouse. Epperson the other way lays off the glass and in. So three quick points for him. It's 6-3. to three. Yarhouse trying to answer with a three. It's off. No good. And it's going to be rebounded there by Scoggins. Hey. It'll be Epperson uh, trying to do something with him in between the circles. Gets it off uh, to uh, Skug. Skug now gives it back to Epperson. Epperson now to Logan Bauer. They dump it down low uh, to uh, Skug. 
And they, it's a backdoor cut laid up and in for Carter Scoggins. And it's 6-5. to five. So 5-0 run here by the Aces getting him back in it. Hammer goes over in the corner of the yard house, gets it back up top to Hammer. They'll swing things over to Robinson. He fakes, and now he drives, puts up the runners, off no good, and a tipped out to Yarhouse. Yarhouse gets it back to Robinson, gets two guys up in the air, and he's going to be fouled. So Mason Robinson will go to the free throw line to shoot two. Fouls on number 23, Jar Epperson, his first team second. It's a Robinson at the free throw line and made the first. Makes it seven to five out to mom. Robinson at the line for his second attempt. It's up and this one's also good. Two for two there for Mason. And it's eight to five. Out with the three point lead. It's immediately stolen away by Yarhouse on the inbound. And he goes back up with it. No good. Coleman comes crashing in. He puts it back. It's no good. And the rebound is snatched by Elam. Goes back out to Robinson for three. Can't hit it, and it's rebounded there by Scoggins. And it's Scoggins and Coleman battling for the board, and that's a foul. So uh, Coleman knew it, so he'll walk to the bench, and here comes Kyle Nairar. Coleman's second foul, two early fouls here for the big fella. Definitely not something you want to see for Alton Moss. So he'll sit down, and it's 5.05 to go here. They get in quickly to Epperson. Epperson now... Gives it back to a Skug. Skug gets it across the timeline over to Logan Bauer. Logan Bauer shot deep three. It's off no good and rebounded by Robinson. Robinson quickly across the timeline over down low to kind of Earhart. And it's a reverse layup up and in for kind of Earhart. His first two, it's 10 to 5. Everson gets it across the timeline. He dribbles to his left. And now he's trying to do something with it. He gets it off to Isenagel. Eisenhagel picks up his dribble, and he's looking for someone to pass to. Still looking, still looking, and that's going to be a five-second call. Avery Arhouse is the man to force that one, and it's going to be a turnover back to Altamont. Elam takes a seat. Hammer will sit down as well, and Wyatt Phillips and Logan Cornett checks in. So ankle seems to be uh, just fine tonight for Logan. Good to, good to see him out there. Robinson gets it across the timeline and coming up on 4-10 to go in the opening quarter. Five-point lead for the Indians. And Yarhouse has it, gives it back over to Robinson. They dump it to uh, Earhart in the high post, and he gets out of traffic as four guys seem like they're surrounding him. Phillips shot for three. Yes! Three-pointer for Wyatt Phillips, and it's 13-5. to Nice shot there with Wyatt Phillips. <clears throat> Nice to see him back in the rotation as well. Man of three the other night and makes another one here. Yeah. Uh, uh, they get over there to Isenogle. He's going to fire a three-pointer. It's short, and it's going to be trying to track down in the corner by Epperson, but instead it goes out of bounds, so it'll be Altamont basketball. First sub coming in for Mowbray Go. Connor Hartman checks in for the eighth. As it was Logan Bauer who took a seat. Robinson gets it across the timeline. 3.30 to go. Earhart's going to take a free throw line jumper. Swish. Nothing but net. I'm working on Earhart. And it's 15-5. to five, A 10-point lead for the Indians. Earhart's got four points. Came in. Epperson picks up his dribble. Cornette right in his face. Gives it over to the newly inserted Hartman. Hartman picked up his dribble and is knocked away by Cornette as uh, 
uh, Epperson hit the deck, and it was going to be off of Cornette, so stay out right here with the Mulberry Grove as it went out. And uh, so it'll be inbounded there by Scoggins. There on the sidelines, cross-court pass there to Skug, and he had a jump for it, but he gets it down. Now he has it, and he gets it off to Isenogle. Gets it back to Skug. Skug, it gets it back to Isenogle in the corner. He'll get a screen in there, and his dribble to his left. He thought about going inside. He picked it up. Now gives it over there into the corner. Now it's uh, in the high post. Back out to Isenogle. That's Hartman. Now to Isenogle. He'll drive, and he lost it, and he'll lose it out of bounds as he was driving to the hole. And so it'll be a turnover back to the Indians. And Coach Hartman wants a timeout for the Aces. And so we'll take a quick 30 as well. 15-5 to lead, Altamont. And we'll be back in 30. You're listening to Indians basketball here on Jack FM. It's not just furniture. It's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back, and Altamont has the ball back, and uh, Eli Miller checks it back in, and Phillips going to fire another three, and he bangs it home. Second three of four, Wyatt Phillips, and it's 18-5. to five. He's got six points on the night. Epperson, and gets it over to a Skug. A Skug looking to back down Earhart. Turnaround jumper, and it's no good. And it's rebounded by Robinson. They want to go quickly up the floor. Dishes it off to Phillips. Phillips gets one guy in the air, and another one comes from behind. And it's going to be a foul on the trailer there. So Wyatt Phillips will go to the free throw line here to shoot two. That's foul number 32, Carter Scoggins. His first, team third. So Wyatt will be uh, shooting two. Already had a couple of three-pointers uh, three here in this opening quarter, and he makes his first one. And it's 19-5. to Kaden Miller will check in, and Robinson will get a breather. 2.08 to go here in the opening quarter, 19-5. to Wyatt Phillips trying to make it 20. His second free throw did just that. Wyatt's got eight quick points here. It's 20-5. to Good. Epperson gets it across the timeline, and they get it over their baseline. Jumper is good from Scoggins, and it's 20-7. to 7. Eli gets it quickly up to a Phillips. He gets it back to Eli, now back to a Phillips. He head fakes, and he gets inside the arc. Now just off the Earhart, another free throw line jumper, and it, battle, and it bounced in. Brandon Earhart's got six quick points. It's 22-7. to 7. As it's Epperson getting across half court. He almost lost it out of bounds. He throws it right in the hands of Eli Miller. Eli the other way. Layup can't finish, but he is fouled. So Eli Miller will go to the free throw line here for two. Alamon's on a 16-2 run here. Wow. Uh, looking for more here at the free throw line. And Isenago got hit with that foul. It's his second, so... Ace is not a deep bench and foul trouble. 
And the free throw rolls off by Eli, so he'll get another one. Logan Bauer coming in, and Epperson taking a seat. As Elam will check in for Earhart. Hammer is standing over there at the scorer, near the scorer's position as he'll come in for Eli as he makes his free throw. Eli missed the first. They're trying to make the second, and he does. And so now Hammer can come in. Eli's first point of the night, and it's 23-7. to 7. Minute 28 to go in the first quarter. Logan Bauer will get it across the timeline and gets it over there to Skug, and now they get it up top. Now it's Scoggins' left side, and now to Eisenagle. Little pump fake, he picks up his dribble, gives it off to Hartman. Back to Eisenagle, fires for three, back iron too strong, and rebounded by Elam. Matches it out of the air, and he's looking to run the other way. And now he crosses over Bauer, and he sends it out to Cornette. Shot for a three from the wing, is short, and no one's going to get the rebound, and so it'll be out of bounds to Mulberry Grove. Had Logan Bauer on skates there on that crossover. Sure did. Under a minute to go here in the opening quarter. Indians 23-7. to Eisenhagel gets it across half court. He's picked up by Phillips, and now he picks up his dribble. He is off into the corner to Scoggins, and he has stepped out as he was uh, trying to uh, dribble it, not really dribbling it around, but he was trying to spin around and try to for some space, and he stepped on the end line there. So turnover to the Indians. Mulberry Grove's fifth turnover so far. Alcamal only has one. And Yarhouse also came back in uh, off the uh, break. Hamer, high pass for Yarhouse in the corner. He had fakes, and now he'll get it back towards the middle to Hamer. Hamer picks up his dribble over to Cornette. 30 seconds left in the quarter. Cornette picked it up as he was driving baseline out to Hammer. He'll fire a three-pointer in. Three-pointer for Jared Hammer. And it's 26-7. to 7. 18 seconds left. Hartman will bring it across the timeline up against Cornette. And now he hands it off, and it was almost knocked away there by Elam, but Coggins gets it back. Backdoor cut to Eisenhagel, and it's no good, but there's going to be fouled. So Eisenhagel will go to the free throw line here to shoot two with 4.1 seconds left in the first quarter. A couple guys around him. Foul is on Yarhouse, first to third. Nothing but then for Eisenhagel and his first point. It makes it 26-8. Also got to have Brody Bauer coming in for the aces as uh, Skugga will sit down. And now second free throw is also good for Eisenhagel. It's 26-9. Quickly into Hamer. Two seconds. Gives it over to Elam. Elam can't get the shot off. And uh, that'll do it. After one quarter of play, Southmont 26, Mulberry Grove 9. And we'll be back in one minute for more regional basketball here on Jack FM. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Cook what you want when you want it with a new Maytag range. 
make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven. Cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven. Visit Rogers Home Appliance to see Maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature. Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 in North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. Welcome back in here to Altamont Community High School in Mulberry Grove. Immediately starts the second quarter with a violation as they stepped over the line on the inbound pass, so it'll be a turnover to the Indians. Obviously not what the Aces want to start off the quarter with. Obviously not. And so Elam gets it to a Coleman who checked back in and he had two quick fouls and he checked back in. Elam cross court past the yard house. They feed Robinson underneath. Layup can't finish. And Coleman just rips it away there from Brody Bauer and he sticks it up and in. Hey, just give me this. I want those two points and it's right. 28 to 9. Nobody right. else gets them but me. Yeah, Isenagel gets it in. It's knocked away by Coleman. Coleman looking to go the other way. Finish and layup is good. Coleman with a steal and layup. Running the fast break like a point guard. And it's 30 to 9. I bet his dad and uncle are happy to see that. <laughs> he had one earlier. I think it was in the ATC tournament, but that time he made it. As it'll be out of bounds as it was off of, uh, I think it was off of Everson, so it'll be a ball to Altamont. And as Goggins comes back in, though, for the Aces, and Eisenhower will take a seat. 30 to 9 here. As Tommy pointed out there in the, after the, in the quarter break that Altamont finished that off with a 20 to 4 run. Yep. So good observation by you as Yarhouse off the feed from Hamer lays it up and in, and he's also fouled through contact, so Avery Yarhouse will go to the line for the old fashioned three point play. Number three, Lamar Epperson, who's second, team six. Makes it 32-9 to nine at 6.52 to go here in the second. Yarhouse and one free throw up, and it's good. So he's got eight early points here. It's 33-9. And they'll get over uh, there to Epperson. Cross-court pass to... Uh, uh, Logan Bauer, now they get a download to Brody Bauer, is knocked away by Coleman, and it goes into the hands of Hamer. Hamer trying to go coast-to-coast layup. Good for Hamer. And it's 35-9. Six twenty-eight to go here in the second. Epperson cross-court pass, and that one's picked off by Yarhouse. And it's up quickly to Robinson, and it fell down and in. And uh, so Mason Robinson with two more. It's 37-9. Logan Bauer to Brody Bauer. Now they get over to Scoggins. Now Hartman takes the three. Gives it back over into the corner of Scoggins. And this one is at the feet of Brody Bauer. And there's going to be a tie-up. And it's going to be a jump. And an alternate possession arrow will give it to Altamont, I think. Yeah, looks like, yep, Altamont. Dubs coming in, uh, Coleman and Robinson will take a seed, and Earhart and Cornette come in. The run, the run now for Altamont, 31-4. 30, wow, 31-4, as it's 
uh, Sug came in for the Aces on that, as well as uh, Eichenmeyer. And it's going to be no good by our house, but Elam gets the rebound. He's trying to fight through traffic. It was tipped out by Logan Bauer, so it went out, but it'll stay right here without the mile. Nice effort there by Logan Bauer from over at Grove to try to freeze that. Inbounds to Earhart. He puts it up, and a couple of bounces, and it's off the rim. No good. And a three-bounder there by Sugg. Up to Scoggins. Now to Heinrichmeyer. And it was poked away and stolen away by Hammer. They were trying to get it to Logan Bauer. Yarhouse quickly up to Hammer. He had to save it right there in the deep corner. He saves it out to Elam. What a save there. And Earhart spinning around in the lane. Can't finish the layup, but he wanted a foul. But he won't get one, and it'll be out of bounds to Mulberry Grove. That was a heck of a save by Jared Hammer before he went out of bounds. Just kind of, he, he did look back, so he knew where, knew where Earhart was at. Just threw it back to him. Just flipped it back there. Hendricks Meyer gives it, and they're trying to hit uh, Logan Bauer down low, but it's going to be a wayward pass, so it'll be another turnover by the Aces, and it'll be a Taltamont. 37-9, coming up on five minutes to go here in the second. We got that as the Mulberry Grove's 11th turnover. Mm. And it's Hamer getting screened uh, by a Cornet down low to Yarhouse. Yarhouse gets one guy up in the air, and the layup is good for Yarhouse. He's got 10, and it's 39-9, 30-point lead. Run continues, though, for the Indians. Goggins gets up top to Hinton Richmeyer. And now he'll hand off to Logan Bauer. He'll get up top to a Skug. It's Skug at the top of the key looking to work against Earhart, but he picked it up and gives it out to Hartman. Hartman gets a screen there. It's knocked away by Yarhouse, but it'll be out of bounds. And it'll stay right here with Mulberry Grove. Caden Miller coming back in, uh, and Elam and Yarhouse will take a seat, and Wyatt Phillips also will return as well. Logan Bauer will sit down for the Aces, and Epperson will return as well. He's got the basketball. As he picked it up now in between the circles. He tries to get it off. He finally does. They try to hit a scug in down low, and they had to get it back out to Epperson. He uh, is, uh, Cornette is just all over him, and it's going to be picked off by Kata Miller, and Mulberry Grove is going to compound that steal with a uh, foul on the other end. So that should be a one-and-one bonus, I believe. And so Kata Miller will be at the line for one-and-one. Carter Scoggins, his second, team seventh. Kata Miller will be at the line already, a 30-point lead for the Indians. Four minutes to go here in the second. Kata Miller looking for more, and he made his free throw. So he'll get another one. Kaden's first point, and now it's 40-9. to nine. And uh, so uh, Kata Miller will be at the line for a second attempt, and that one's right. It tried to bounce in, but it's going to be rebounded there by uh, Scoggins, and they're going to get Altamont with the reach in. Trying to poke it away from Scoggins and stay. Ball will stay here with Mulberry Grove, though. Take that one on Earhart. They said, they said Earhart shows on the screen here, but they said Logan Cornette here in the arena. So, hmm. as uh, Hinnendorf Richmeyer was uh, trapped near the 
half-court line, and Hart, Coach Hartman will have to take a timeout, but we'll take a quick 30 as well. 40-9, to Altamont with the lead. We'll be back. You're listening to uh, high school boys basketball here on Jack FM. Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our easy C vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. From our team to yours, go Indians. You're listening to Altamont High School Basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. As the Mulberry Grove gets it in off the timeout, Duggan goes, uh, Scroggins goes right to the rim and uh, no good. A rebounded by Phillips. Quickly up to Cornette, dishes off to Earhart, lay up and in for Conan Earhart. He's got eight points. It's 42 to 9. Epperson uh, trying for that backdoor cut, and it was just too far. And uh, so it'll be another turnover for the Aces. And Logan Cornett will take a seat, and Eli Miller will come in. 30 or 3, 20 to go here in the second, and Hammer will bring it up. As the Aces have yet to crack the scoreboard here in the second. Phillips with a little ball fake, and he goes up and under. No good, and he gets his own miss back. He's surrounded by three aces, and he's got to get off to someone. He finds Earhart. Earhart finds Eli Miller in the corner for three. Can't get it to fall, and rebounded there by Sugg. And Epperson will get it across the timeline. They're trying to hit the backdoor cut again, and it was knocked out, but I think it was off of Altamont. Stay right here at Mulberry Grove. Kata Miller, Jared Hamer take a seed. Elam and a Coleman return. As it will be Aces ball. 2 49 to go here in the second. It's 42 to 9. Altamont with a huge lead. And now it's going to be inbound of there to Epperson. Kind of stole it from his teammate there. And it's Logan Bauer shot in the paint. No good. And rebounded by Phillips. Phillips gets it across the timeline, and it gets it over to Elam. Elam now will back it back out and direct some traffic as Altamont will run some offense here. They'll get it to Earhart in and down low to Coleman. He had a block, but then he got it right back in. Coleman up and in, and Coleman's got six points in this quarter alone. It's 44-9. to Homebury Grove still yet to score in this quarter. And it's a Logan Bauer with the basketball trying to change that. They get it over to Hindenburgsmeyer. Now they go over to Epperson. Now, mid-range jumper can't get it to fall. Long rebound goes to Coleman. Elam, outlet pass to Eli Miller. Gets it over to Phillips. Phillips steps into a three. No good, but Elam's right there for the board. And he goes back up with it. And a couple bounces. No. Coleman snatches it a couple times. And it finally goes up and in on his second attempt for Coleman. Just padding the stats with the offensive rebounds there. And it's 46 to 9, the Indians. Got six rebounds. Hainersmeyer gets it over there to uh, Scoggins. Scoggins now gets it to a Stug here at the high post. And he's trying to back down Coleman. And now he finds Hainersmeyer in the corner. 
and he'll drive baseline and dishes it out, and it's going to be knocked away by Eli, and uh, so it'll stay right here with the aces as it went out of bounds. Minute 15 to go here in the second. Aces still haven't put anything on the scoreboard yet in this quarter. As it's Epperson trying to get free, change that. Nope, left it short, but he gets his own miss back. And he gets it down low to Scoggins, and he lost it on the way up. And so that's going to be out of bounds, and it'll be a two out to So we got a minute to go here in the second. Altamont. Is it too air hard in the middle now? Gives it back over to Elam. They'll swing it over to Phillips. He'll fire a three. It's off. No good. But Earhart's there for the putback. It's also no good. Coleman there with another officer rebound. This time Earhart with a rebound off the miss from Coleman. And they're finally going to get the aces with a foul. Rebounds go over for Earhart and Coleman. And Earhart's going to get rewarded for a couple free throws here. South on number 34, Landon Suggs, his first teammate, he's eight. So 42.7 seconds left. Earhart will go to the line for two, and a good thing because he missed his first one. It looks like Brody Bauer comes back in, and Sugg will take a seat. And Earhart will shoot free throws, and if he makes it, Caden Miller will check in, and he does that, so Caden will check in. And he's got nine points so far. It's 47 to nine. 38-point lead for the Indians. 42 seconds left in the half. It's Epperson. As in the corner to Hendrensmeyer. He'll drive baseline. He gets out the Scoggins. Shot for a three. Yes, finally. Mulberry Grove on the board here in the second with that three from Scoggins. It's 47 to 12. Phillips quickly the other way. And uh, there'll be a foul as... Wyatt will go to the free throw line and shoot two as the Indians got it up quickly up the floor. They can't even celebrate getting points on the board. <laughs> that foul's on Logan Bauer for Mobile Grove, his first team's ninth. Phillips' free throw is off no good, but he'll get another. 26.8 left. It's 47 to 12. Your score, Altamont with a huge lead. As uh, Phillips will go to the line for a second one, and it's good. Running for two there for Phillips. He's got nine points. 48 to 12. 25 seconds left. Epperson fires it cross court to Scoggins. He'll try for another three. Is off. No good. And rebounded by Elam. Elam trying to run the fast break the other way. He takes it himself. Layup through. Two defenders up and in for Dylan Elam. Third point. It's 50 to 12. Logan Bauer, step back three, left it short. Rebounded by Kata Miller, three seconds left. Over to Phillips. Phillips, half-court heaved in the half, and it's no good. Almost made the half-court shot. It hit rim, but did not go in. So that would have been something if that would have went in. But still, Altamont with a big lead here at halftime. It's 50-12 to 12 Indians right now. And uh, those are the only three points in the quarter for Mowbray Grove. That's Doggins three. So we'll uh, recap the first half, and we'll definitely have a ton of scores to track down from around the area. As uh, Some have gotten started this afternoon, and uh, just got a couple in uh, uh, from NTC teams from around the area. So I'll make sure to get you up to date on that. 
right here at Altamont. Our score is 50 to 12. Altamont with the lead over Mowbray Grove. And we'll be back in a few minutes. You're listening to Altamont Indians basketball and high school boys regional basketball here on Jack FM. George, George, what's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie. It's, and Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you. Oh, George. Wait, Marjorie, what's that? There. Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George. Mm. Oh, Marjorie. Oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again. Oh, George. This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Payne, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our EZC vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. From our team to yours, go Indians! It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Welcome into the Halftime Report for Altamont Indians Basketball. We'll get back here to Altamont Community High School, round number one of the Nokomis Regional. Uh, it is all Altamont here in the uh, opening round as they have the 50-12 to 12 lead over Mulberry Grove. Uh, Altamont got it started off 26-9. to 9. They finished off the quarter impressive fashion and they continued that off into the second quarter as uh, they led 26-9 to 9 after one. 
So quick math, that's three points there for Mulberry Grove there in the uh, second quarter. Only uh, points came from Carter Scoggins from uh, beyond the arc. So uh, tough night uh, for them, but uh, for Altamont, uh, you know, just balanced scoring here left and right that I see uh, a lot of players getting involved and a lot of players are uh, scoring of the basketball here, so a balanced scoring effort uh, for the Indians here to start off this postseason game. And it's kind of what you want as, you know, you start off this one and um, you can, you know, you can be obviously I saw Altamont use try to run some stuff there. Uh, to try to beat the zone that Mulberry Grove is playing right now, and that's what you'll see later on in the postseason. But uh, So a balanced scoring effort for the Indians offensively, and they're also causing a lot of turnovers by Mulberry Grove as well as what's got them in front here. Yeah, I've got, I got Mulberry Grove down for four, 14 turnovers in the first half. Alamo only has one, but, yeah, that's what, uh, that's what has Altamont in the lead up uh, – 50, 50 to 12. Uh, at one time, at one time it was six to five. Ever, ever, ever since then, uh, Alamont's gone on a 44 to seven run. Yeah. So, uh, definitely, definitely all Alphamont, all Alphamont here tonight to go ahead and take, excuse me, take a look at some stats here. First for Alamont, the, Jared Hammer, he's one for one from the field and one for two from three-point range for five points. Dylan Elam, he's one for two from the field and 0 for two from three-point range. One for two from the free-throw line with three points. Avery Yardhouse, he's three for four from the field, one for three from three-point range and one for one from the free-throw line with ten points. Mason Robinson, one for three from the field, 0 for one from three-point range, two for two from the free-throw line with four points. Excuse me, Eric Coleman, 4 for 6 from the field with 8 points. Wyatt Phillips, 0 for 2 from the field, 2 for 5 from 3-point range. And he's 3 for 4 from the free throw line. He's got 9 points. Eli Miller, he's 0 for 1 from the field and 0 for 1 from 3-point range. with 1 for 2 from the free throw line with 1 point. Conan Earhart's 4 for 7 from the field and 1 for 2 from the free throw line with 9 points. Uh, Logan Cornett is uh, 0 for 1 from 3-point range. And Caden Miller... Uh, hasn't shot anything from the field. He's one for two from the free throw line with one point. They're total of 50. Alamont's side scores of 26 and 24. For Mulberry Grove, uh, the only bright spot has been Carter Scoggins. He's two for three from the field and one for two from three-point range. He's got seven points. Landon Sugg, 0 for two from the field and 0 for one from three-point range. Jackson Eisnagel, he's 0 for two from three-point range, but he's got he's two for two. From the free throw line with two points, Jar Epperson, he is one for four from the field and one for two from free throw line for three points, and Logan Bauer, 0 for one from the field and 0 for two from three-point range, uh, doesn't have any points. Hagen, uh, Henrich Meyer has played but has not scored, and um, yeah, very, I guess very little to be excited about if you're a, uh, if you're Mulberry Grove, only only 12 points, nine in the first quarter, and only three there in the second quarter. And, uh, I mean, you just got to keep, keep, I guess, keep pressing on, keep, keep shooting the ball if you're, if you're Mulberry Grove, and see, see if you can get uh, 
try and find the breaks where you can and make the batches you need to, need to make where you can and uh, do the best you can. Uh, Altamont, like you said, balance, balance scoring all the way around. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Altamont players uh, with at least one point, one point or more. And uh, every yard house looking off scores with ten points. And uh, I just look for Altamont to do more of the same here. Travis in the second half. Probably bring bring some, some subs in at uh, at some point and uh, let them get some some varsity experience, some regional postseason experience, and uh, go from there. Maybe also get some rest uh, as well, possibly. Sure. Uh, I do know who uh, will uh, take on uh, the winner of this game. It'll be Carlisle on a Wednesday there at six o'clock in Nokomis as they got the win over Indenburg today, sixty to thirty. Everyone else in this sectional is pretty much uh, completed. Only waiting on South Central and Sydney. They started at 6, and North Clay and Dietrich, they were also starting at 7 o'clock. Uh, but also in that uh, 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 regional, you got Nokomis. They beat Ramsey 67-29, and it was St. Elmo victorious over Batoka 64-29. to So if Altamont is there in Nokomis on Wednesday, then uh, following Altamont and uh, Carlisle would be Nokomis and uh, St. Elmo there at uh, 7.30. Uh, Casey, they defeated Central A&M 67-35. Yoga is victorious over Martinsville 57-46. So those two will match up on Wednesday in Cumberland. Wednesday, two straws, one over Beecher, County Beecher City. And Macon Meridian with the upset over the Pirates as they beat Cumberland 48-40. So it'll be Wednesday, two straws against Macon Meridian. And there, Tuscola also uh, blew out Tri-County. with like 70-14 was the final there. It's 50-12 here, and they'll immediately start off with a couple of uh, subs on the floor as Ada McManaway starts off the first or the second half. And also you got Eli Miller, Kynan A.R., Kaden Miller, and Wyatt Phillips out there to start the half for the Indians. And McManaway has the basketball as there was a block on the other end. And Phillips in the corner for a three, splashes another one home. Third one for Wyatt tonight. He's got 12, and it's 53-12. to 12. He's just, I just know he's, I, he's the... Three, three for six so far tonight. So it's a alley oop there too. Scoggins is off, no good, and rebounded by Wyatt. Wyatt over to Eli Miller on the right wing, and Phillips had to duck in it, going in the hands of uh, McManaway. Now McManaway has it in between the circles, and he gives it back up top to a Phillips. Kata Miller over to Earhart. Earhart gets in position, and they're going to wave off the bucket as uh, kind of traveled. So uh, that'll be a turnover. Something that I haven't said very. Uh, very often, Altamont a turnover to a Mulberry Grove. No, we have not, Travis. That's only their second turnover so far in the game. Entire game, and it's right into the hands of McManaway. There's a little miscommunication there as uh, McManaway gets it up to Eli Miller, fakes by Phillips. Phillips gets in position oh, for another man. three. Four three of the night for Wyatt Phillips, and it's 56-12. to 12. Somebody have the bucket of water ready. You might need to cool off here a little bit. <laughs> and it's so important to get him healthy. Just another weapon. And it was knocked sure. away by McManaway. Eisenhagel dives on the floor. Kata Miller the other way. He'll put it up. And it's going to be no good as uh, the bench really wants to get Kaden a dunk here. But uh, he was trying to go up for it. But it was fouled there by Mulberry Grove. So Kata Miller will shoot two. Fouls on number 34. Landon Suggs, uh, his second, but the uh, team's first of the half. Okay, so I guess uh, that I wasn't in the act of shooting, so it'll just be 
an inbounds underneath the basket for McManaway. And uh, McManaway gets it in to a Wyatt. It's over cross-court pass to Eli Miller on the right wing. Eli gets it over there to Earhart, at least trying to, and it was right to the hands of Logan Bauer. So second turnover of the half by Altima, more than they've had in the entire first half. As it's going to be uh, Epperson gets it over to uh, Scoggins. Scoggins has it on the right side, and he is, gets it knocked away and stolen away by Earhart. Earhart the other way. Layup is uh, no good as he tried to dunk it, and it just went over the rim. And uh, so it'll be out of bounds. Last touch by Mulberry Grove. So fortunate stays with uh, Altamon. Well, Coach Neary put his head down after that one. So maybe he doesn't want the uh, dunk attempt there. Earhart will fire a three. It's off no good. And McManaway crashes the board. And he gives over to Eli Miller. Eli, no good. Caden Miller there for the rebound up. And no good. But now Caden is going to go to the free throw line to shoot too. As Brody. number 50, Brody Bauer, his first team second. So now Caden Miller will go to the line to shoot a two. Uh, free throw is up and good. So Caden's second point, 57-12. Brody Bauer will uh, take his seat, and uh, Connor Hartman will uh, check in uh, for the aces. And Caden Miller will be at the line for a second attempt, and it's also good. Super two there for Caden Miller. 58 to 12. 5.40 to go here in the third. And Epperson will bring it across the timeline. He's picked up by Eli Miller, and it's thrown right in the hands of Earhart. Earhart up to Caden Miller, up for the dunk, and he missed the dunk. And it bounced up in the air, and it's rebounded there by Hartman there. As another steal as Caden Miller dishes it off to Eli Miller. Step back three, no good. And it's rebounded there by Scoggins. And Logan Bauer the other way. He'll fire a three-pointer. It's good. Three-pointer for Logan Bauer. And it's 58-15. to Mulberry Grove finally getting on the board here in the quarter in, in the second half. Phillips will get it over to Earhart. Earhart gives it out to Eli Miller. And they'll just swing it on the perimeter here. McMahon away back to Earhart. And he puts it up. And he's going to be fouled. So, and AR will go to the free throw line again and just shoot two more. Fouls on number 32, Carter Scoggins, third. He's third. So, will go to the line for the second time tonight. They lead 58 to 15, of 448 to go. And, um, Kynan will be uh, shooting two here. As uh, Earhart will go through his motion, man, it's good. He's got 10 points. And it's a thug coming in uh, for Scroggins. And Earhart will be at the line for his second attempt. It's 59 to 15, trying to make it 60, and kind of does. And he'll get subbed out as Nate Simke comes in uh, for kind of Earhart. And it's 60 to 15, uh, 448 to go here in the third. As it's Epperson the other way, had it almost picked off, and Brody uh, Bauer had to track it down and gives it off to Logan Bauer. Logan has in between the circles, backdoor cut to Epperson. It was knocked away by Phillips and McManaway on the floor, battling for it. It's come away by Hartman. Jumper 
just inside the arc, no good. And McManoly trying to tie up uh, Brody Bauer, and they're going to be a foul there on McManoly as he came crashing in. Basically the second unit in here for the Indians. Yeah. Logan Bauer gets it in to uh, Stug, and he tries to back down Stimke, and it's off no good, and rebounded by Caden Miller. McManaway will bring it across the timeline. It's over to Eli Miller with coming up on 4-10 to go. Caden Miller drives baseline, and it's going to be a, a blocking foul on Mulberry Grove. Caden just passed it out to uh, Phillips. There was a foul before that. And so it'll stay right here with the Indians. But Manaway gets it in quickly to Kata Miller. He's in traffic up there, and he flips it up and in for Kata Miller. I stopped there, turn around, lay up for Kata Miller. That foul, I foul was on the number 23, Epperson, Mulberry Grove. And that was the third. Missed the three and rebounded by McManaway up to Stimpy now. Now swing it over to Phillips for another three. Yes! Another one for Wyatt. His third in this third, third quarter alone. Fifth one all together. 65 to 15. Altamont with a big lead. Three to 35 to go in the third. And Phillips dies on the basketball as Logan Bauer lost it. And there's going to be a, a foul on a Logan Bauer as him and Phillips gets tied up there. And here comes another sub as Phillips will maybe make his last three of the night as Alec Yarhouse will come in. So now the second unit is in for the Indians. Three, 33 to go. 50-point lead for the Indians. It's 65-15. Gata Miller on the baseline and get it over there to McManaway, or at least they tried to, but it's picked off by Hartman. Hartman the other way, puts it up, no good, and he's going to be shooting free throws for Connor Hartman. Yeah, give it to Mulberry Grove here. They're down They're down by 50, but they're still, uh, they're, they're, still do, they're still doing their best, you know, attempting to, you know, make steals and play hard and just try to finish strong. Only thing he can do. Right. As uh, the free throw was off, no good. It was short, but Hartman will get another one. And Hartman's second free throw. This time it's good. One for two of the line, and it makes it 65-16. to 16. And Scoggins comes back in uh, for the Aces, and Hartman, who made the free throw, will take a seat. 3.15 to go here in the third. All Indians. McManaway over to Stimke. Fires over to Eli Miller. Now to McManaway. McManaway to Eli Miller. He'll drive baseline now and dish off to Stimke. And he had it taken away and stolen away there by Hendricksmeyer. They'll pass it on the perimeter to Scoggins, and he goes free throw line jumper, no good, and rebounded by Alec Yarhouse. Alec gets up to Kata Miller. Kata Miller gets one guy up in the air, layup up and in for Kata Miller. He's got seven, and it's 67 to 16. And it'll be Epperson going to the ground as him and Eli Miller are battling for it. And there'll be a foul there on Eli. And so it'll just be a foul on Eli. It's first, and it's being inbound here for Scoggins underneath the basket, just below up. Again, to Epperson. 
Everson dribbles here, backdoor cut through three guys, but it somehow gets through everyone without touching anyone. And it'll be out of bounds to Altamont. That was amazing. You got through everybody without touching anybody else. Alec Yarhouse for three, no good. And rebounded there by Suga for the Aces. 2.20 to go in the third. As the Aces will bring it across down huge. As it'll be Epperson with it on the right wing. And it's going to be cross court to Scoggins. They hit Brody uh, Barnes. No good as there was a, a fumble. As Alec Yarhouse up to Eli Miller puts it up. No good. Kata Miller crashes the boards. And he had it knocked loose. Is over to Alec Yarhouse. And now Alec gets it to Eli. Eli back over to Alec here in between the circles. It's over to Eli Miller on the left side. Now him and Eli are just playing pitch and catch with it. Eli has it. He'll drive, puts up the runner, hit the side of the backboard. And they're going to say it was uh, because uh, the Aces touched it, so it'll stay right here with Altamont as it went out of bounds. So Logan Bauer comes back in, and Hendricksmeyer takes the seat. Minute 44 to go in the third. They get into McManaway. They find Eli Miller for three. It's good. Three-pointer for Eli Miller. He's got four at 70 to 16. Minute 30 to go in the third. They get over to Sugg. He finds himself wide open in the corner for three. No good. But Scoggins with the board. He left it short, and it's going to be rebounded by McManaway. McManaway will bring it up with a minute 15 to go in the third. Fourth quarter will go quickly, though, with the running clock. Stimke, backdoor cut to him, and the ball's on the floor, but he gets it back. Turning on jumper is blocked, and it's going to be into the hands of Logan Bauer. He's going to let everyone go by, and he's going to say, hey, I picked up my dribble and gives it off to Epperson. Under a minute to go in the third. Epperson over to a Scug, and he lost it, and he tiptoes the sidelines over there and saves it. Over to Epperson, mid-range jumper, no good. And it's rebounded by Brody Barnes. He puts it up. No good. Or Brody Bauer. And it's rebounded by Kata Miller. 35 seconds to go here in the third. And Eli gets it over to McManaway with 30 seconds left. Simke gets it over to Alec Yarhouse on the right side. Now over to McManaway. McManaway, and they'll swing it on to the arc to Eli Miller over on the left side. And now McManaway. Is it back to Miller? Back to McManaway. He'll fire a three. Good. A swish. Nothing but net. Braden McManaway, his first three at 73 to 16. As it'll be Logan Bauer, three seconds left. And he'll get off to Sug, and it'll be a high. Oh! It's good. As it's nearly from half court for Sug. It gets it to go. And it's 73. 10-19 after that three-pointer there for Sugg. So we'll be back here for the fourth quarter. It's going to go quickly with the running clock. So we'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Nothing My Indians Basketball here on Jack FM. We put people first at People's Bank and Trust. We are here to serve our community and are pleased to encourage our consumers to grow with us. Whether it's lending or investing for college, home, or retirement, we are here to serve you. It's easy and convenient to do a lifetime of banking with People's Bank and Trust. We have offices in Altamont, Charleston, Pena, Springfield, Taylorville, Morrison, Palmyra, Tower Hill, Waverly, and Whitehall. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender, People's Bank and Trust is a proud supporter of the Altamont Indians. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. 
With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Now, back to more Altamont High School basketball on 105.5 and 100.5 Jack FM. As Hayden Davis makes the three-point in the start of the fourth quarter as he just checked in on the last quarter break, and it's 76-19. to 19. As It's going to be getting over to Brody Bauer, mentoring jumper, no good, but it's rebounded by Scoggins. He puts it up and in for Carter Scoggins. He's got nine, 76 to 21. Also, Keegan Schultz with the basketball now. A little ball fake, left the layup short, and is knocked out. And it's going to stay right here with Altamont as it was off of the eighth. And Schultz will be the one inbounding underneath the basket again. Let's see a running clock rules. It's going to go quickly. As Kane Davis will fire another three. Back iron too strong, but Schultz there with the rebound. Gets it back to Davis for three in the corner, and he hit it again. Another three for Caden Davis, and it's 79-21. to 21. He can definitely shoot it from out there for sure. And it'll be a Scoggins up and in for him. So he's in double figures, 79-23. 6.30 to go in the game. McManoleg is over to Davis. He passes up a three. Is over Alec Yarhouse for a three. No good, but a three-bounded by McManoleg. McManoleg in the corner to Alec for a pass off to Davis. Davis had his uh, progress stopped. He gets over to McManoleg. And they try to hit Simke down low and it was picked off by Brody Bauer. As it'll be Epperson. Fires it over to uh, Scoggins and he tracks it down, he drives baseline, and he lost it, and it's going to be out of bounds to the Indians. 5.50 to go in the game. As Altamont looking like they'll go to Nakomis on Wednesday night at 6 o'clock to take on Carlisle. Davis deep three, yes! Oh my goodness. This man's on fire coming into the game. It's 82-23. to Katie Davis' third three of the quarter. He must have rubbed off from Wyatt Phillips or something. I don't know. Uh, he took it over to Scoggins, and it drives, and he puts his head down, and it's going to be a blocking foul. And uh, so uh, there'll be uh, just a inbound pass as it wasn't a shooting foul or anything. A foul one on Davis, 82 to 23. Actually, we'll, we'll be shooting free throws. Didn't think it was in the act of shooting, but Scoggins missed the free throw. He'll get another one, though. That's uh, Caden Davis' first foul. Uh, fourth and a half for Alamont. Isonago comes back in uh, for Mulberry Grove, and Connor Hartman does as well. Second free throw is good for Scoggins, and it's 82-24. to As Davis will shoot another three, no good. And it's rebounded by Scoggins. Scoggins is going to cross the timeline. He dribbles off his foot. And that's just the way it's been going for the Aces. Another turnover back to Altamont. 
got that down to the seventh and a half from Mulberry Grove. McMahon away will bring it up with 4-10 to go. They get it over to Schultz. Schultz high pass for Stimke. Puts it up and it's blocked by Brody Bauer. And he gets the rebound as well. Brody gets it over to Eisenhagel. Eisenhagel has it at the top of the key. Throws up the shot. No good. He is going to be fouled. So Eisenhagel will go to the free throw line to shoot two. Foul number three, Nate Stimke. Stimke, excuse me. His first team's fifth. Eisenhagel at the line. It's good. 82 to 25 with 335 and counting. Obviously, with the running clock, it's down extremely fast here. Uh, Eisenhagel, two for two there. He's got four points, and it's 82 to 26. Three at 20 to go. As uh, it's Schultz over to uh, Davis on the left side. Now to Simke. Stimpy double teamed, and he is out to Davis. They get over to McManaway. Over the corner of Alec Yarhouse. Now down low to Nate. He got it knocked away and stolen away. As it's stolen away by Scoggins. Scoggins into the middle to Brody, but it's picked off by Davis. Davis up to Stimke. Running the fast break. Layup is good for Nate Stimke. And he's into the scorebook. His first two. It's 84 to 26. 2.45 to go in the game. And it's picked off by Alec Yarhouse. Had it stolen away. Alec gives it off to Davis. Davis goes inside now. And now it goes back out to Schultz. And it was knocked away by Scoggins. So will stay right here with the Indians. Two with 25 to go in the game. As Schultz gets it into McManaway. McManaway dribbles out of some trouble there. And picked it up. Cross-court pass to Davis. He'll fire a corner three again. No good. Fight for the rebound. It goes to Eisenhagel. Coming up on uh, two minutes to go in the game. Uh, it'll be Eisenhagel dribbling, puts it up, and left it short. And rebounded by Simke. Simke up to uh, Davis. Davis driving uh, to the lane, and he dribbles back out. Is it to McManaway? Now back to uh, Schultz. Schultz will drive baseline. Fires it over to Alec, and a little bit too hard to handle there. Too hot to handle. And I'll be out of bounds to Mulberry Grove with a minute 40 left. Joggins uh, checks out and Logan Bauer will come in for the Aces. Looks like a, a good a start uh, for Altamont starting the uh, postseason campaign and Eisenhagel throws up the wild shot or actually that was Epperson wild shot. No good and rebounded by Schultz. Schultz the other way. No good. And it's going to be rebounded there by Logan Bauer. Minute 10 to go. As it's Hartman. Mentoring jumper is good for uh, Connor Hartman. And it's 84 to 28. Schultz fires a three. Can't get it to fall. And Davis rips the rebound. And it's going to be into the hands of Alec Garhouse. Saves it over to Davis. He tried to save it from going out. And uh, there's just going to be... A, a uh, out of bounds to Mulberry Grove. And Brody Bauer will sub out. And uh, so will Epperson, the uh, two seniors for Mulberry Grove, will exit at the same time. Yep. And you got a nice little round of applause from the Mulberry Grove fans that traveled here tonight. 20 seconds left in the game. 
icing on all to uh, Logan Bauer. Now to uh, Sugg. It had it uh, almost stolen away, but Heisenmeyer, three-pointer, no good. Rebounded by Schultz. And uh, that should do it. So Altman with a big winner tonight as uh, they start off the postseason with a big 84-28 victory. 56-point victory for the Indians. 84 to 28 is your final. And we'll be back to wrap this one up and we'll try to track down some more scores. And we'll also get to Coach Nebury, catch up with Coach Nebury here at the end of the game as well. So, again, final Altamont 84 to 28. They are a winner to start off the postseason. So, we'll be back in a few minutes and we'll wrap this one up. And you're listening out to my Indians basketball here on Jack FM. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Cold and flu season is here. Let our pharmacists at Kramer Pharmacy in Altamont and Teutopolis recommend over-the-counter meds to take care of your cold and cough symptoms. Need immune support? Check out our Easy C vitamin packs to fight off illness and keep you healthy. If you haven't gotten your flu shot or COVID booster, we can take care of that for you too. We would like to thank everyone in the Altamont community for supporting Kramer Pharmacy every step of the way. From our team to yours, go Indians. George! George! What's wrong, George? The Mountain Dew, Marjorie. It's... And Marjorie, it's gone. It's gone, I tell you! Oh, George! Wait, Marjorie. What's that? There! Why, that's a most delicious Mountain Dew Zero, George! Mm. Oh, Marjorie. Oh, Marjorie, I feel alive again! Oh, George! This winter, make sure you're well-stocked with delicious Mountain Dew and Mountain Dew Zero. It's not just furniture, it's about the stories that each space of your home tells. Cool Furniture has been helping tell those stories since 1936. The conversations, laughter, and tears you shared over a delicious meal. It's rocking the little one to sleep while reading a book in your favorite chair each night. It's the bed where every family member rests their head for a peaceful night's sleep. Comfort, style, function, and durability, that's what Cool Furniture sells. Give yourself the gift of durable furniture that can be passed along with your stories. Visit Cool Furniture on West Washington in Altamont. At Country Financial, we're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through town. We're a part of the community and help support the programs that make our neighborhoods thrive. We take the time to get to know our customers. We know that every situation is unique, and our goal is to understand yours so we can help you be confident about your financial security and your future. Call your local Country Financial representative, Nick Patton, today at 618-483-5020 to talk about how we can help ensure that the future you're dreaming of is something you can proudly own no matter what it looks like. Cook what you want when you want it with a new Maytag range. Make crispy favorites using air fry. Delicious baked goods with the help of convection and tasty broiled vegetables and meats all right in the oven. Cleanup is easy with the included dishwasher safe air fryer basket and self-cleaning oven. Visit Rogers Home Appliance to see Maytag gas and electric ranges with the air fry feature. 
Rogers Home Appliances, located at 115 in North Main Street in Altamont and 400 North Keller Drive in Effingham. This is the Altamont High School Basketball Post Game Show on Jack FM. Welcome back here to Altamont Community High School. Uh, Altamont start off the uh, postseason with a uh, big 56-point win over Mulberry Grove. It was 84-28 to was your uh, final score there. As uh, Basically, the uh, second unit played the entire second half there as uh, Wyatt Phillips did uh, make four or three threes in that uh, third quarter. But uh, ever ever since that, that was kind of one of the highlights there of the uh, second half. And it's kind of nice uh, when you can have the second unit play uh, that long in a, a postseason game as uh, everyone's kind of banged up at this time of year and fighting something. Uh, so it's kind of nice for uh, that aspect as uh, Altamont just puts on a clinic here tonight and uh, they win this one uh, pretty big. Uh, 56 points, and it was just a great performance to start off the postseason here. Yeah, it definitely was a great performance to start off the postseason for Ralph Lamont and the uh, you know, tough, tough loss for Mulberry Grove. But like I said, they uh, they just kept fighting, kept playing. You know, didn't really didn't really put their put their heads down or anything like that. And uh, I know uh, for Epperson and uh, Brody Bowers, their, their final final games. Mulberry Grace is Aces uniform, and you hate to, you know, have a loss like this be your, you know, your final game of your high school career. But sometimes that's that's the way it goes. But you know, they they kept fighting, fighting the whole way, and they're putting up shots. And even though those they tried those backdoor cuts so many times, and most of the time they got uh, they got uh, stolen away by Altamont, but they still they still kept trying. They did they did work a few times, but uh, most of the time they couldn't get it to go. But definitely a uh, Nice win for, for Altamont here in their home court. The Levinas still on to take on uh, Carlisle Wednesday night in the Comus. As I see uh, Coach DeVerguese made his way up here, so we'll hand the uh, headset over to him. As uh, we'll get uh, Coach uh, Saddle up here on uh, the headsets here, joining us in the postgame, John DeVerguese. And, uh, Coach, congratulations on another win. You put on a clinic here tonight, uh, putting an uh, 84-56-point uh, win. Yeah, we shot very well. Um, you know, we came out a um, little lack, lackluster in the first two minutes, in my opinion, defensively. We didn't take things. We didn't work defensively. You know, where I'm on a nick pick, but, you know, sure. we want to try to nip things in the bud. But uh, he, you got to gotta take, you got to beat them to spots. We were just letting them run what they wanted to, and you got to play defense before they catch it. Uh, we kind of got after them a little bit in that first time out, and boys kind of responded and did what they needed to do. So, um, yeah, we and we – Got out and ran, shot the basketball against the zone. So, um, you know, it was a good win. Uh, can't win them. Can't win them all. Can't can't advance unless you win the first one too. So uh, that's what that was the whole goal tonight. And uh, also, just kind of everyone involved as well. Just uh, everybody doing good things and selling up the scorebook. And obviously, when you're scoring 84 points, uh, you're going to have a lot of contributors. And uh, tonight, you know, I don't think the starters played at all in the second half. Uh, so. Uh, just kind of everyone kind of contributed here tonight. Yeah, we didn't want to. We didn't. Only one bad thing can happen if you know we, we didn't want any injury. Um, we can sure. we can get after it next Monday and Tuesday in practice and kind of you know work on things there. Um, you know, I don't I don't know how much zone Carlisle is going to run anyway, so we didn't want to you know 
it wasn't necessarily for them to come out and play. But, uh, yeah, oh, you know, why I got the chain tonight? Because you, you, you would say well, that, that basket looked like a, you know, looked like an ocean to him throwing throwing the ball in there. So uh, we can get him kind of keeping rolling like that and shooting the basketball and being that extra threat against the zone. He's going to be, we're going to be even tougher. He's going to be part of this, you know, part of this, a key to this whole puzzle. So, um, you know, and, Caden and Kynan got some time, so it was good. It was good to see in that second half to get everybody in there. And then uh, talking about uh, Wyatt Phillips uh, there making those uh, threes, and it's just nice to get him back healthy into the rotation uh, there. Just uh, like you said, uh, an extra element uh, to have in the rotation and uh, just splashing home the threes tonight. Yeah, he can shoot it. You know, he had 18. Um, yeah. So, it's it's he's just another weapon. Um, he was he was kind of shooting that way when Christmas, and then you know got injured, and we wanted him. He wanted he said he was feeling good tonight. I, I, uh, not not just shooting wise, but he was he's feeling good. You know, physicality wise. Sure. So uh, you know we let him go in that second or third quarter and, and get some get some tick and uh, get some get, get his lungs ready to go for the rest of the mm-hmm. season. We're running him. We're gonna oh, there's, there's gonna be a time where he, he's gonna have to be ready for us. And then uh, Coleman picking up a couple of our early fouls there and then kind of just kind of how similar to the Winds' two straws game, uh, there was kind of an error coming in and he got six early points in the opening quarter and then I had nine total in the first half. And uh, so uh, he came in and Coleman ended up coming in in the second quarter and filling up the basket and he had a, a layup yeah. and uh, stealing a layup there. Yeah, you watch out when he gets that ball <laughs> at the half court, well, you know, uh, he does layups. We do that. Big men do our guard skill stuff every time in practice too. So he he does full speed layups um, in practice. So um, you know he he can handle the ball a little bit. But yeah, I thought Kynan did a good job. We're not we're we don't think it falls off very off very much uh, at all when Kynan steps into the floor. So sure. uh, you know um, so it, it's just next man up mentality. You know we got we get in foul trouble whatever we, we'll, we'll next guy up. And it was also, uh, I noticed uh, Logan Cornett getting in there uh, as well after uh, not being uh, not playing in the winter game. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a, a leg issue. and You know, I asked him if he wanted to play at all this game. Um, and he wanted to play. He wanted to knock some rust off a little bit. So, sure. Uh, just to get back in game action. Um, you know, uh, it could be the last time they play. I don't want it to be the last time they play in the gymnasium. So, um, but... Uh, he, uh, you know, he wanted to play, so we let him play, uh, get some minutes, and he's going. He's, he's another piece that he's just a piece of that puzzle that you know we're good when we got them all. So he, you know, Logan, we want Logan to be fresh and ready to go. And it just kind of looked like the second unit was kind of having a little fun out there in uh, at times with a couple of yeah. dunk opportunities. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Caden can dunk it pretty easily. He, he's better off two feet. I don't know why he didn't jump off. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, you know, I don't know about Kynes. Kynes was kind of nah, – I wasn't real pleased with that one. But Caden uh, <laughs> Caden dunked it pretty easy. Uh, you know, and then Caden Davis can shoot it, man. Like, yeah. Sometimes he gets a little trigger happy and we kind of have to back him off. But he's got one of the quickest releases that we've, you know, we've had at Aldemont. So mm-hmm. um, this is another you – know, hopefully he kind of continues to grow into his element next year uh, help us help us stretch the defense a little bit. But, you know, they, you know um, we got – I thought Aiden McManaway played yes. in the second half. He played the whole whole second half. Uh, you know, he's not seeing the minutes that he probably wants to see all year. But uh, he, we've got big plans for him. If, you know, yeah, he's kind of like Wyatt last year. Wyatt didn't get a lot of time. Uh, you know, Avery didn't get a lot of time. And Aiden, 
Aiden and Eli are going to be those guards next year. They're going to have to step up. So uh, it was good to see him get some varsity experience tonight. Yeah, McManoway was just flying all over yep. the, the floor. Athletic, just athletic kid. And, um, he can shoot it. He's been shooting ball by, pretty well this year, So mm-hmm. um, especially lately. And like you said, there that you can't uh, win them all without winning the first one. And you got this one uh, out of the way under the bell. And, and now uh, you can go to uh, Nicomas on a Wednesday, and it's a rematch uh, with Carlisle. You face them in mid-December, and uh, you handle them. I think it was fifty-five to or fifty-three to thirty-five. Yeah, I think, the I think, so. I think uh, it was closer. There. I think it was yeah. closer through the whole game, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd have to double check on yeah. that, but. Uh, a rematch in the regional semifinals in the Comets. Yeah, Carlisle is, you know, they don't have a lot of wins. I think they only have nine wins on the year, but they play, I mean, they play the whole kick conference. They play some big teams. They play Nashville mm-hmm. and all those teams down yeah. south. So, um, you know, they're, they're not scared of anybody, and Coach Palmer does a really good job. Um, you know, it's his last year, so I know the boys are their boys are really going to play hard for him. Um, mm-hmm. So, we're gonna be ready to go. They got they got six five. They got some you know six five six five. I think sophomores and they're gonna you know we got some length. Uh, length caused us some issues early. I don't think we were playing our best mid mid December. Yeah, uh, we were kind of a little funk, uh, but uh, you know offensively especially. But uh, yeah, uh, you know we'll, we'll take all comers and we'll see we'll see what happens Wednesday night. And so, coach, again, congratulations right, on the win, and guys. we'll let you go. And we'll yep. see you on Wednesday yep. there. So. Uh, we appreciate you, Coach, for coming up here and joining us uh, here after Altamont picking up the 56-point victory, 84 to a 28 again is your final score. And uh, we'll let uh, Dominic get back on the headsets, and uh, we'll run through some final numbers here, and uh, then we'll get on out of here. All right. First of all, for Mulberry Grove, they fall here tonight to Altamont, 84-28. They had quarters of 9 3 7-9. Hogan Hendricks Meyer was 0 for 1 from three point range. Logan Bauer, he was 0 for 1 from the field and 1 for 3 from three point range with uh, three points. Connor Hartman was 1 for 3 from the field and 1 for 2 from the free throw line with three points. Uh, Mar Epperson was uh, 1 for 5 from the field and 3 for 4, excuse me, from the free throw line with five points. Jackson, Jackson Eisenhagel was 0 for 3. From the field and one for two, uh, excuse me, zero for two from three point range. But he was one for two from the free throw line with one point. Carter Scoggins was uh, four for eight from the field, one for two from three point range, and two for two from the free throw line. He had thirteen points. Landon Sugg was zero for three from the field and one for two from three point range with three points. And Brody Bauer was zero for two from the field. And for Altamont, looks like every. Every player scored except for Alec Yarhouse, Logan Cornett, and Keegan Schultz. Other than that, everybody else had at least uh, at least two points or more. Uh, Jared Hammer was one for one from the field, one for two from three-point range, five points. Dylan Elam, one for two from the field, and 0 for two from the three-point range, and one for two from the free-throw line with three points. Avery Yarhouse, three for four from the field, one for three from three-point. Range of one for one from the free throw line with ten points. Mason Robinson one for three from the field, zero for one from three point range and two for two from the free throw line with four points. And Eric Coleman was four for six from the field with uh, eight points. Of those stats, those five guys sound the same as they were in the first half. Well, that's because the arcs they didn't uh, didn't starters didn't play at all in the second half. So 
Nate Stemke and uh, the rest of the JV squad uh, stepped in, and Nate Stemke was uh, one for two from the field with two points. Caden Davis had the first three straight threes. He was three for five from three-point range with nine points. Wyatt Phillips, 0 for two from the field, but he was five for eight. He was on fire from three-point range, and he was three for four from the free throw line, 18 points. Alec Yarhouse, he was 0 for 2 from three-point range. Eli Miller, 0 for 3 from the field, but 1 for 3 from three-point range and 1 for 2 from the free-throw line. Cunning Earhart, 4 for 9 from the field, 0 for 1 from three-point range and 3 for 4 uh, from the free-throw line with 11 points. Aiden McManaway, 1 for 1 from three-point range with 1 point. Logan Cornett was 0 for 1 from three-point range, and he was also 0 for 1 from the field he did he did uh, miss that dunk there, and Caden Miller was two for five from the field, three for four from the free throw line with seven points, and Keegan Schultz 0 for one from the field, 0 for one from three point range. For their total of 84, out of my headquarters of 26, 24, 23, and 11 as they move on in the Columbus region, they'll face Carlisle, who they they faced um, back in December, and like Coach Neary said, they were. They were, I mean, they did beat Carlisle, but they were kind of a, a punk offensively and stuff. Maybe not play, playing the greatest, but, uh, you know, it's a different Aldemont team and definitely a different Carlisle team. Um, so we'll uh, see what happens Wednesday night up in the Comas against these two teams. As we're, we're looking forward to that one on Wednesday, Aldemont at quarters of 26, 24, 23. And 11 for their 84 points. Mulberry Grove, 9 of 3 is 7 and 9 for their 28. So uh, that will advance Altamont and on to the regional semifinals there against Carlisle. The other matchup will be in Nokomis and Sustainable Brownstown, as those two were victorious earlier today. So uh, we will be back on the air then on a Wednesday for that one between a battle of the Indians, Altamont versus the Carlisle in Nokomis there so uh thanks to derek back in the studios for helping us getting on and off the air and and we will uh, be uh, back on a thursday uh, thanks to dom for coming along and keeping stats and color commentating and we'll be back for you on a wednesday uh, for that one at six o'clock will be uh, that uh, start time in nicomas and uh, this is uh, travis sparks telling you have a great rest of your weekend everyone and have a safe weekend as well, we'll be back on there on Wednesday. Until then, uh, let's uh, go back to playing the music that we want here on Jack FM. And have a great rest of your evening, everybody. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PeakinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. This has been a presentation of Altamont High School Basketball. Thanks for listening. We now return to our regular programming.